Here we go! In case of emergency, the exits are here, 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 anywhere! Hello and welcome to Behind the Dreams Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand and I have my sister, Christian Allgaier, here with me. And we are uh, going over the all things Disney here on this podcast. Uh, the parks, the movies, the TV shows, uh, anything Disney. Alright, so we thought we would start this week uh, in celebration of Thor Ragnarok's re- release that we would discuss our favorite Marvel superheroes. And I'll let you go first. Okay, so mine would be Captain America. Okay, and what is it about Captain America that you like? Probably the actor that plays him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thought you were going to say the know. abs. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like his story, and I don't know, I think those movies, not saying that any of the movies weren't done well, but I just, I enjoy those movies too, and I like his, mm-hmm. like, the red, white, blue patriotic thing. Okay. Uh, my favorite, like- yeah, my favorite is Spider-Man been my favorite since i was a kid you know back in the days when most people's favorite was either spider-man batman or superman superhero wise they were the big yeah. three see back then i'd say mine was spider-man before they started coming out with all the new yeah. stuff yeah so spider-man's my favorite he's r- the most relatable superhero i think and now which, um, which spider-man movie do you like the best i mean it'd probably be homecoming really yeah see, i still like the other one which one with Kirsten Dunst and James Franco. Yeah, but which one of those? <laughs> the first one. No, uh, no, the first one's but not even like, the best one of those. The second one's the best one of those. But I like that whole thing better than the other ones that have come out. No, I mean, there's, you know, a special place in my heart for those, but uh, I think uh, we got to see the real Spider-Man this time. You know, uh, real Peter Parker... Uh, still in high school, yeah, juggling, yeah. Uh, you know, what he's supposed to be juggling. Yeah, so I mean, that's uh, that's my favorite. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right, and we'll just jump right over to the news. Okay, so some news that we have here is the Hollywood. Tower of Terror being rethemed for the holidays. It is the uh, being like rethemed for yeah Toy Story um, theme there. I uh, think it looks awesome. I want. I can't wait to see it. You said you think it looks awesome. Yeah, I think it looks cool. I'm not really. I don't. I'm not really feeling it. Oh, I think it's neat that they can do do that. Like just with some lights and stuff, make it look completely different. Yeah, I mean they've done that with the castle and stuff. But yeah, that's what I mean. It just, I don't know, I think it, now, you know, Tower of Terror is not my favorite. I'm not one for, for the drop there. But um, I think it's one of the best themed uh, areas in in that theme park. And, I don't know, it just takes the, you know, it's supposed to be a scary haunted hotel. And now it's uh, Babes in Toyland, pretty much. You know? Yeah, but, you know, it's only for, like, what, a month? Yeah. Then it'll go back to being scary. 
All right, now we got Mickey Mouse birthday celebration. Oh, yes. Let me pull that up. Um, all right, so they're celebrating it all around the Disney parks on November 18th. Um, Walt Disney World Resort will celebrate with a special Happy Birthday Mickey Buttons, merchandise, and a Sorcerer Mickey Cake. To commemorate the occasion, guests can sing and dance along with Happy Birthday during Move It, Shake It, Dance It, and Play It. Uh, cosmic Dance Party in Tomorrowland, and performances by the Dapper Dans. Plus, birthday photo props will be available at all four theme parks, and everyone who collects their photos at the parks will receive a folder with a commemorative sticker. Disneyland Resort will host a celebration cavalcade for Mickey Mouse, featuring some of his special friends in the Disneyland band, starting at It's a, starting at It's a Small World, pausing for a special moment at Sleeping Beauty Castle, before continuing down Main Street USA to Town Square. There will be plenty of chances to sing Happy Birthday along the way, and of course, Happy Birthday Mickey Buttons will be distributed. Uh, Disneyland Paris... Um, on Main Street USA is also where they are having this. Uh, be prepared to celebrate Mickey's birthday just before Disney stars on parade, as well as during the Lucky Nugget Saloon show at Disneyland Park and in Mickey and the Magician at Walt Disney Studios Park. Let's see, plenty of cake to snack on at locations around the resort. Guests at Hong Kong Disneyland can purchase a special Mickey birthday pin on November 4th, which already passed, and a special edition Times Guide will be available November 18th in honor of everybody's favorite mouse. At Shanghai Disney Resort and Tokyo Disney, guests will have the chance to sing Happy Birthday and join in unique photo opportunities. In leading up to the big day, Mickey will take off to exciting desi uh, destinations such as Japan, Chile, Canada, China, England, and the United States, sharing magical moments on Disney's Mickey Mouse Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, he's going to also be on Good Morning America in New York City on November 15th, and you can use... The hashtag Happy Birthday Mickey and join us in celebrating the one and only Mickey Mouse. That's from Disney Parks uh, blog. Any so thoughts on that? Or? No, I mean, I want to go, but I don't know that we'll get up there that weekend, but I thought it'd be cool. Yeah. But I was going to backtrack a minute because we talked about the Tower of Terror being decorated or whatever for Christmas. I think it was like last week that I said that they were putting a Christmas tree up by the dinosaur in the lake over there that Echo Lake over at Hollywood Studios. But now, it looks like, at least from what I saw from pictures, in the lake they have, like, floating, glowing Christmas ornament-looking things in the water, and it looks really cool. I feel like Hollywood Studios was never that, like, done up. I mean, other than Osborne, like, when they had that. Yeah, they were probably... like they really upped their game for Christmas this year. Well, because they got to get some people in. The Osborne lights had, had drawn so many people in there. Yeah, and yeah. We, we haven't ever seen the Jingle Bam thing yet. I don't know if we'll get to that this time either, because I think we're supposed to see Fantasmic, but... All right, and then I think we're going to move on to this news of Disney Parks, uh, you know, Disneyland, um, Pixar Pier, um, Paradise Pier. We, we talked about this on the D23, that the Paradise Pier was going to become Pixar Pier, and now we're seeing exactly what that uh, entails. Summer of 2018, it'll be transformed. Uh, with newly themed attractions, food, and merchandise throughout. So it's a new permanent land in the area that is now Paradise Pier. So it's going to have four neighborhoods representing beloved Disney Pixar stories. The first of the four themed neighborhoods guests will find is inspired by The Incredibles. So the California Screamin' will reopen 
as the Incredicoaster in summer of 2018 here. And the California Screaming will close January 8th. Toy Story Mania will anchor the Toy Story neighborhood. A neighborhood inspired by Inside Out will be found on the western side of the boardwalk. And it'll have a new family-friendly attraction scheduled to open at a later date. The fourth neighborhood will be a celebration of many of your favorite Pixar stories. In this neighborhood, Mickey's Fun Wheel will have a new look with each of the 24 gondolas featuring different Pixar characters, but the iconic face of Mickey Mouse remaining on the Paradise Bay side of the wheel. Games At the Games of the Boardwalk, which already includes a Bullseye Stallion Stampede game, all of the Midway games will be inspired by Pixar characters. Uh, so those will all close on January 8th to begin the transformation. Ariel's Grotto Restaurant and the Cove Bar will be transformed into a new lounge to offer sparkling views of Paradise Bay and Pixar Pier. So those will close on January 8th as well. Uh, the remaining areas of the land that is now Paradise Pier, including Paradise Gardens, the Silly Symphony Swings, the Jumping Jellyfish, Goofy Sky School, Golden Zephyr, and the Little Mermaid, uh, will become a new land called Paradise Park. That all sounds awesome, though. I wish they would have done, like, a whole Pixar thing in Disney World, but... Yeah, I'm not really feeling this one, either. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, it's just... I liked Paradise Pier. It was really it was really well-themed when I was there. I, I liked Paradise Pier. I think it'll be really well-themed Pixar, too, though. I don't know. It, just, it sounds like it's going to be mixed maps with the four neighborhoods, and I, I like California Screaming. I liked California Screaming as it is, and now it's going to be incredible themed. Um, the same ride, though, right? Just themed differently? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's... Uh, I don't know. I liked how it was. Um, you know, that park used to be California Adventure, and now it's becoming kind of like Studios is, where it's going to be a mixed match of, of everything else. Jordan just doesn't like change is what it comes down to. <laughs> I'm fine with change, but, you know, it, it, it's going to come at the cost of theme. I mean, it's pretty much going to become... Hollywood Another Studios Hollywood. West Coast style. Yeah. No? Or like, yeah, what, what's the one they have in Paris? Like Walt Disney Studios or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that. So we got three Italian eateries that are coming to Disney Springs. Three new Italian concepts coming this winter. Three modern Italian restaurants will be arriving at Disney Springs. They are all concepts created by the Patina Restaurant Group. Um, each feature unique menus and authentic Italian food. Uh, it will be located adjacent to the Edison, uh, which we will be covering in just a second as well. So they all tie into Disney Springs storyline of a restored Florida waterfront town. So one's called Maria and Enzo's, and it's, uh, it's set in the town's abandoned 1930s airline terminal. The second concept is Enzo's Hideaway, which is his own personal speakeasy inspired by Roman bars. Finally, the Pizza Point, Pizza Pont, rounds out the group with a fast casual restaurant serving pizza, pastries, and Italian sandwiches and espresso. That's pretty much it on that. So what do you think the connection to the name Enzo is? Because wasn't that the name of the first one and the second one? Yeah, it's supposed to be that guy who had the restaurant with Maria... Also has his own personal speakeasy. Oh, okay, okay. Because of Florida's history of rum running. The Disney Food Blog just announced that there is a new cookies and cream churro. So it's like a chocolate churro on the outside filled with cookies and cream filling. And it looked like it had some kind of dipping sauce that went with it. But it's available at Tortuga Tavern in Magic Kingdom. All right, um, and then there's also a new jewelry store opening in Disney Springs. Um, Ever After Jewelry Company. 
they'll be selling basically Disney jewelry and other Disney accessories. Oh, yeah, I saw that at, um, that was at the mall the other day. They had some at uh, Zales. Oh, okay. Yeah. They opened November 9th. All right, then we can go to Tokyo now. Okay. Well, on that same line, again, uh, with that store, though, in Disney Springs, they have the Stance store with the socks, Mm -hmm. and this week they just released an like I guess more more Disney inspired socks with featuring the Fab Five so they have new ones that are available okay but anyway so um Tokyo Disney they broke ground back in April on a new project and it's their first project their or their biggest project since they opened in 2001 um and these things will open between like now and 2020 basically but they are adding in a Beauty and the Beast inspired area and a Big Hero 6 themed attraction in Tomorrowland and Minnie Mouse's own design studio in Toontown so um, it sounds exciting I'm super jealous of the Big Hero 6 and the Beauty and the Beast inspired thing but yeah, I remember hearing. I remember hearing of Beauty and the Beast. I didn't know about the Big Hero Six though. Yeah. But so that I don't know. I, I can't wait to see more pictures of it. I mean, I know I'm not getting there anytime soon, but I'd love to see the pictures of what they do with it. Here's what I would say. Why, why don't we? Before they were talking about Wreck It Ralph taking over Stitch's Great Escape. Why don't we make a Big Hero Six? Like, why don't they just? We could do that too. I, I mean, mean that... I like I like both of those. I, I'm a huge fan of both of those movies. Me so. too, but I mean, like, obviously, it seems like they're not moving on with Wreck-It Ralph's um, idea. So, I definitely think we need something big here, six in the parks somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's one of good, their most a, popular. Is their first yeah. Oscar win in a in a while? Yeah, that one's uh, pretty good. It looks like they redid the outside of the Emporium, and it now says House of Magic. It's like totally redone. Looks completely different. Really. Yeah, it says it's a new facade. Is that how you say it? Facade. (laughs) Yeah, facade. What? Facade, yeah. Facade, facade. Um, It says that it's uh, advertising the beloved House of Magic store that was there 20 years ago. The outside is the only thing that changed. The inside is still the Emporium. Okay. It says, but now there is a special, well, not even special, but a new shirt for sale house of magic shirt available to commemorate the return of the building it says that the store opened with the park in 1971 and closed on june 28th 1995 oh, okay so yeah that'll look different i mean it does look different crazy looking all right so then we'll go over to the non-park news we have freeform Picking up a series of the Disney fairy tale weddings, uh, they had done a few specials of it previously. I think um, one. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think what I read is during the twenty-five days of Christmas mm-hmm. on Freeform, they're going to do another one of those, and I think it's supposed to be more holiday themed, but basically the same thing: the fairy tale weddings, and then the series starts in January, I think. And then they also have the two Disney magical holiday celebrations that are airing during the 25 days of Christmas. Well, actually, one comes on before that. It um, actually airs Thursday, November 30th, and that's called the Magical Holiday Celebration. And then on Christmas morning from 10 to 12 is the Magical Christmas Celebration. 
much they vary. I know that they have different singers and stuff airing on there, Disney star, Disney Channel stars. But they are supposed to do basically show glimpses of all the Disney parks. Um, Florida, California, Paris, Shanghai, and Hong Kong. Okay. Okay, and the last bit of news we have here is the Thor Ragnarok opening weekend is an estimated $121 million, which gives Marvel their 17th straight number one movie on opening weekend. So, I feel like they can't go wrong at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got to be the best uh, Thor opening, too, I think. Um, so, um, well, is this the second Thor or the third Thor? This was the third one. Okay. Yeah, the last one was four years ago. Yeah, I saw it. It was I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think my favorite movie of the year still was probably Home. I think I liked Homecoming and Guardians more. But um, I know a lot of people are ranking this one up there pretty highly. So honestly, the Thor ones have been my least favorite of all the Marvel ones. So they've I'm, been most I'm people's favorite. most uh, least favorite. But this one, you know, this one's very different from the other two Thors. Um, it's the best, definitely the best Thor movie. So I mean, I'll still watch it. Yeah. Plus, you get some uh, Hulk in there and some uh, Doctor Strange. So. No Captain America. No. <laughs> no he's a little busy. Um, so then, uh, I guess we can go over to the rumors, which is uh, the Edison opening on January first of next year, supposedly. Apparently, it was leaked by their own tweet. Can you explain that? confused by it actually when I was reading it mm-hmm. I didn't really get the part where it actually said that me neither um, so I mean but that's that's what's going around I that sounds like I don't think that sounds like an opening date January 1st um, you know that like that's that'd be a weird day to open but um, could be I mean yeah because the only thing it says is Public service announcement, don't forget to set your clock back on Sunday. Daylight Savings is ending, brought to you by the Edison. Yeah, I don't know if it's Florida. something that has to do with the picture that they had on their tweet. Maybe. Um, Maybe. I don't know, it said in very small print, so. We'll see, I guess we'll find out January 1st, if not before uh, I They better announce it before that, if they're going <laughs> to open up on that yeah, day. They better. I know they they've been making this thing for a while. It has been been in the works for a while. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll jump over to the character of the week, which this week is uh, sticking with the superhero theme, Darkwing Duck. He's supposed to be making an appearance in this reboot of Ducktales. Uh, you know, because Launchpad McQuack is in his uh, show as well. Um, let's see. Apparently, his costume can be worn by a townsperson. In the second Disney Infinity, and his motorcycle and gas gun appear as power discs, and that he was very close to getting into the game, but then was scrapped. See, Disney Parks, uh, he made semi-regular appearances at the Disney theme parks, and he was most prominently featured in the Disney Afternoon theme stage show at Mickey's Starland from 1991 to 1996. We actually met him last year. Oh yeah, that's right, you did, didn't you? He was at the... BBC members um, Moonlight Magic at Magic Kingdom. Yep, and in September of 2014, Darkwing and Launchpad met in California Adventure for meet and greets as well at times. 
Um, he mostly appears for like run Disney events or the DVC stuff. Um, yet they mentioned your meet and greet here in 2016. I was, I think he was the most excited. I was the most excited to see him. Trying to think who else was rare. Well, he wasn't supposed to be there originally. It was supposed to be somebody else, and I don't know what happened. They replaced him, but I was glad they did. And he's also made appearances in comics and. Um, you know, his own TV show that he had. But that's pretty much all of it. Not too much trivia on him. His first appearance was... Well, he also has cameos in Aladdin, Bonkers, and Goof Troop, the TV shows. Hmm. Oh, September 6th of 1991 to December 12th of 1992. For 91 episodes. Alright, so that about wraps it up. I and mean, we're really short today on stuff. Um, I know. Blew through all that news. Um, like last week it was so much news and yeah. this week <laughs> alright so then we can go into our favorite to close it out here favorite Marvel movie uh, keep with the theme of the superheroes for this week um, so uh, what's your favorite Marvel movie that Disney has, has helped made not like the previous Spider-Man or X-Men or any of them mm, probably Captain America <laughs> which, which one of those though <laughs> Winter Soldier. Yeah, that one. I was trying to think. I Civil War I wasn't as huge a fan of, but yeah, I like the second one. Let me think here. Um, this is always so tough because there's so many good ones that they have. Um, my favorite one is probably I don't know. I really like Civil War. I really like Winter Soldier. Um, Guardians one and two. I might have to go with uh, my favorite. Well, that I can watch over and over again is probably um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that is a good one, too. But I like the second one as well. I know people like the first one a lot more usually, but I think the second one has just as much rewatchability, and I enjoyed it. So, more space hey. movies, the better. Okay. Uh, anything else going on? Or? I don't know what that is. <laughs> or will be. Oh, you know what's a fun... Here's here's some news, okay? If anybody plays the game called... Uh, what is it called? Disney Magic Kingdoms. It's one of those, like, rebuild the park type things. Um, oh, is this on, on your phone? Yeah. Yeah, we have it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a special event going on for the next 11 days of uh, collecting the Alice in Wonderland event. So I got Mad Hatter. I'm waiting for Alice and the Caterpillar and um, March Hare to be added. So that's um, that's something as well. Um, did you know that Nissan partnered with Star Wars: The Last Jedi and they're giving away the ultimate prize? Well, I know that uh, they have it. Yeah, they have a deal with Star Wars because they did the Nissan Rogue as well. Oh yeah. Well, it's a custom Star Wars car that you can cool. enter for a chance to win. Yeah, somebody at my work actually has the Nissan Rogue, so... Oh, really? The Nissan Rogue One, yeah. Hmm. So it's a little tease every time I see it, but, yeah. Oh, that's what they're saying. The, that Disneyland game that I said? Mm-hmm. Basically, 
they're re-releasing it for Xbox One. We had that game. I thought you did. And Rush. Yeah, they're just re-releasing it for Xbox One. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, I guess uh, that about wraps it up. Do you want to tell people where they can find you? Oh, yes. Um, On Instagram, under Allgaier Adventures, A-L-G-U-I-R-E Adventures, and you can follow along with the podcast at Behind the Dreams Podcast on Instagram. Yes, and you can also follow us on Twitter at BT Disney Podcast uh, on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash Behind the Dreams Podcast. And the website is behind the, the, behind the Dreams Podcast.com. I think that is everything. So I guess we'll see you all uh, next week. See y'all real soon.